two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Delta, Ohio, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, they call her Deborah Goldstein. They do, and welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the affluent, eutrophic armoring of truth and the flooded avulsion of backwater lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. I've had a revelation that I'd like to share with you. Oh, by all means, Lisa. What is this epiphany of which you speak? I've discovered that I look really good in hats, and I should, in fact, wear more hats. I see. No, you don't really see because I'm not currently wearing a hat, and that's because I'm not sure which hat suits me best. Should I go hippie French with a beret, or do you think I should bring out my fun and free side with a floppy straw beach hat? Of course, I could just keep it simple with your standard everyday hat for relaxing around the house or running errands, a satin top hat. Well, you don't have to wear just one hat all the time, you know. You could mix it up and wear a baseball cap one day, a cowboy hat the next day, and and then wear a visor after that. A visor is not a hat. I think a visor is considered a hat. But if you don't want to wear a visor, that's fine. I think you look very nice in all of those other types of hats. Okay, so you agree that I shouldn't limit myself to one hat and that I need to invest in many hats, which means, of course, that I need a raise. Okay, or maybe I'll just get you a few new hats. Okay, but no visors or helmets and see if you can find me one of those graduation hats with the tassels that hang from the top. It'll make me look very intellectual. Okay, I'll I'll see what I can do. But now I think we need to focus on our show. So can you remind our listeners how our game works? My pleasure. Thank you. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One, I like this person. They're an expert. The other, I get bad vibes. They're a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about rivers, a natural body of water that empties into another body of water. Lisa, do you have much experience with rivers? I'd rather not say. Oh, okay. Do you have a bad association with rivers? No, I'm just trying to be more mysterious. I may have experience with rivers, but I'd rather not say. Hmm, kind of like you're muddying the waters, aren't you? I'd rather not say. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe we'll figure out what you will say while we play our game along with our contestant. Lisa, who is our contestant today? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who loves playing VR games and his Healy shoes, Anders Dahl. Hi. Hi, Anders. How are you? Good. Excellent. Tell me, what is this? What are Healy shoes? Uh, They're basically shoes with, like, with either two wheels or one wheel on the bottom. Oh, kind of like roller skating? Well, kind of. Sounds like you've been watching how I move around, and you're like, I want to be more like Lisa. 
That's right. You have a lot in common now. And let's talk about your VR games. What kind of VR games do you play? Uh, Beat Saber. Uh, there's also Fruit Ninja. There's Job Simulator, Vacation Simulator. Wow. And they don't. those things don't make you dizzy when you play them? For some reason, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you can play them for hours and hours and hours. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, we want to know some more fun facts about you, Anders, but... We are going to do it playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. You, Anders, are going to tell us three facts. Two of those facts will be true, one will be a lie, and we have to figure out which one is the lie. Anders, what are your three facts? Um, I've been to Iceland. Ooh. I'm good at skiing, and I like pickles. And you like pickles? Okay, swimming in Iceland, that sounds cold. What do you think, Lisa? You swam in Iceland? I've been to the Blue Lagoon. Been to the Blue Lagoon? Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Whoa. And he likes pickles. Hmm. I happen to know, because I know a lot of things, you do. that they sell pickles at the Blue Lagoon in Iceland. Do they? I imagine. And that makes me think <laughs> that he said, I want pickles, and I want a Blue Lagoon. I'm going to go where they have both, which is Iceland, and therefore he has never, ever skied. Stop lying to me. Okay. <laughs> Anders, which one of those three facts is a lie? I like pickles. Oh, oh, Lisa, you didn't guess it right. You haven't been doing so well recently. Oh, well, I didn't know he was going to lie to me. <laughs> but that means you have been to the Blue Lagoon in Iceland and you've been yep. swimming in it. Is that true? Yep. Wow. Is it very cold there? Well, there are like hot spots. Um, the, I forgot what makes it like really hot in the Blue Lagoon, but it's, uh, it's pretty much a hot tub, giant hot tub. Whoa, that sounds cool. I know I know what it is. It's pickles. They put in uh, red hot pickles. <laughs> All right, Lisa, can we get some music for our river experts? Row, row, <laughs> row your boat gently down the... Oh, no, it's a river! Oh, no, a waterfall! <laughs> that is a scary song. I don't care for that so much. Okay, our first expert is Belinda Medler. Belinda, please introduce yourself to Anders. Hi, Anders. I'm Belinda Medler. I'm an aquatic ecologist, and I'm happy to meet you. Good. Thank you so much. Our second expert is Philip Jordan. Philip, please introduce yourself to Anders. G'day, Anders. My name's Philip Jordan, and I'm a hydrologist. Okay. Oh. Tell us about those burbling beats, Lisa. Oh, that's uh, that's what I call hot seat time. Exactly. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Andrew's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Philip Jordan, because his initials are PJ, and I'm selling my own custom line of pajamas. Are you? Okay. Would you like to buy some? I'm not sure. Would I? Ah, we're out of business already. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll just stick to rivers. All right. All right Andrew, start with Philip. What's your first question for Philip? Um, what does a normal day of your job look like? 
Well, a normal day of my job is usually pretty boring because a lot of the time we sit there and we're analysing data and doing a lot of work on computers. So looking at floods and droughts and looking at recordings of what's going on in rivers and trying to work out what's going on. So that's a, a pretty normal day at my job. So you're not spending a lot of time in a river, are you? Oh, unfortunately not. So mm. maybe maybe every now and then I actually get to go out and walk around and see rivers and actually see what's going on out there, and that's, they're the good days. But, right. uh, yeah, but a lot of our days just analysing data, looking at computer models to try and work out how much flow is going into a river, what would have happened if there was a flood or a drought, and how mm. we would manage that situation. Lisa, you dated a computer model once, didn't you? Oh, yeah. She uh, she was beautiful. She broke my heart. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. Belinda, what kind of gear do you use for your job? Well, some of the gear is, is kind of standard stuff like um, waterproof cameras, but we have a couple specific uh, tools that I use. I use a spectrometer and I use that to measure the density of the silt in the water. Um, and I use, sometimes I bring vacutainers with me to the site and they're like little test tubes that suck like a, a water sample up and they seal it in there. And I'll bring those back to test those or study those. Spectrometers are also used to study specs. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> yeah, if you have a tiny little spec, you need a mm-hmm. spectrometer. Okay. Look it up. I, I will. Don't worry. And then ignore what you read. <laughs> okay. All right, Anders, back to you. This is for both of you. What kind of animals have you seen in the rivers that you've worked on? Who would like to take that first? Oh, I can take that first. So I live in in Australia, Anders. So one of the coolest things that I've actually seen in a river is a platypus. Mm. Do you know what a platypus is? Um, yes, I, I think I do. Yeah, platypus are really cool. And, um, they're actually quite hard to see because they're really shy. So seeing a platypus in a river is, is really cool, really fun. Wow. Wow. I, I wish I had seen a platypus. I work in the United States, so I have not seen a platypus in a river. But uh, we see a lot of uh, mammals, you know, that you would expect to see around a river, like bears and beavers and raccoons, um, sometimes turtles and frogs, uh, and also things like freshwater snails. Snails are one of the few animals that can exist in both saltwater and freshwater. So sometimes we'll see um, some little snails also. Cool. Belinda, this is for you. Where does river water come from? Like from the very, very start. Hmm. Right. There are a bunch of different sources. Uh, Rivers come from rain or, you know, snow precipitation, as you probably would guess. But it can also be, um, depending on where you are, glacier melt, uh, melting of of mountain ice or from higher elevations. Um, And then there are also aquifers. So water can also bubble up from underneath the ground. So some is from the surface and some is from underneath the ground. Hmm. Also, um, sometimes if you spill out a cup of coffee, it turns into a river. Have you actually ever seen that happen, Lisa? Oh, yeah, lots of times. Have you heard of old coffee river? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's uh, bigger than the Mississippi. I see. That's something I I definitely have not heard of that ever. Yeah, they're like, hey, look, it's old coffee river. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Anders, back to you. Philip, what was your scariest experience on your job? Ooh, a scary experience. Okay. 
So when I was living in northern Australia and working up there near rivers, um, occasionally I saw saltwater crocodiles. Uh, and you do not want to get close to those. So, no. yeah, so, no. So so that's probably the scariest experience is, uh, I mean, probably didn't get closer than about uh, 20 yards away, but uh, oh. made sure made sure I kept my distance from the uh, saltwater crocs. That's 20 yards too close for my taste, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even feel safe here. <laughs> no. Scary, very scary. Onda. What was the funniest day ever of your job? Ooh, funniest. That's much more fun to talk about than scary stuff, I have to say. Um, Do you know what a salmon cannon is? A salmon cannon? Never heard of it. No? Okay. So it's it's kind of a new device. And you know how salmon have to swim upstream. But if there's an obstacle like a dam... Uh, sometimes they're unable to get up the stream where they need to go. So this new stru- this new um, machine that uh, has has been in use only a short while, it takes the salmon in one end and it shoots them up over the top of the dam and it helps them go back upstream. Come on, it's absolutely true. Yeah, it's it is true. Remember when I took a vacation last year? I uh, I volunteered as a salmon cannon. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't have any memory of that, Lisa. Yeah, don't I'd love you to see a photo. Yeah, um, and then for like a month, you were like, "Stop shooting salmon at me!" And I was like, "I love it. I love doing it." <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so I was just going to say that because it was new, um, it wasn't perfected, and so on this this day we were testing it. It um, it wasn't calibrated correctly the salmon were shooting all over the place and they weren't going into the river necessarily. This one hit one of my colleagues in the head (gasps) and they were kind of flopping (laughs) up on the bank. So we were running around trying to scoop up the salmon and throw them in the water. And, you know, it was, it was just a, it was a a complete disaster. Wow. I don't know, Anders. Don't you think that sounds a little fishy? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. This is a rapid round, so no time to meander. Anders, we are going to start with Belinda. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. What is the name of the line that joins the lowest points running along the bottom of the river? An equatorial line. In which part of a river can you find a delta? At the mouth of the river where um, all the, the water flowing together forms a triangle with the land. If I travel along a river in the direction of its flow, which way am I traveling? Downstream. Name three animals you find in rivers. Um, crocodiles, uh, platypuses, it seems, uh, and manatees. Ducks, dogs, and elephants. (laughs) Don't listen to him. Which weather pattern brings floods to the United States 
and droughts to Australia. Uh, El Diablo. The song Old Man River is from what musical? Mm. Pass. If you're in trouble, what kind of small river are you on without a paddle? <laughs> Up a creek. <laughs> and that is time. It's all the time. Sorry. That's all the time. Okay. Very good. Phew. Now we're going to move on. Lisa will reset the timer. You bet. Thank you. And you can ask Philip your shorts on fire questions now. What is a river, Eddie? Uh, it's a turbulent area or an area where there's a swirl within the river, within the water in a river. What is the shortest river? I've got no idea. There'd be lots and lots of very short little rivers. What is the bottom of a river called? The river bed. Which river formed the Grand Canyon? The Colorado River. Which river is the holy river of Hindus? It's either called the Ganges or the Ganga. How much of the world's water is in rivers? About one five thousandth of one percent. That was my guess. <laughs> Keep going, Anders. What do you call a river that only flows at certain times of year? It's either called intermittent or ephemeral. If you flush the toilet in Australia, which way does the water spin in, in the toilet bowl? It can spin either way. It's really got nothing to do with, hem- with which hemisphere you're in. So it can spin clockwise or it can spin anti-clockwise. Hmm. And mm. time. Time. <laughs> Very good. That was great. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> no, Anders. He did a oh, really Anders, good job yeah. of reading those questions. Me. I thought it was me. <laughs> Okay, it's decision time. Anders must scour the information he's heard to identify lies. Anders, who is our big fibber? Um, Philip. Why do you think Philip is our liar? Well, when I asked the questions, it took him a moment to actually answer because he might have been like thinking of like some made up thing to say. Plus, Belinda in the Shorts on Fire round. I asked her some questions that I actually knew, and she answered the right answer. Okay, very interesting. All right. Will the actual river expert please tell us who you are? I'm sorry, Anders, it's (gasps) me. Oh, it's true. That's true. Dr. Philip Jordan is principal hydrologist with Hydrology and Risk Consulting in Melbourne, Australia, and has 25 years of experience in working on water resources engineering projects across Australia and New Zealand. Welcome, Dr. Philip Jordan. I'm sorry, Anders, but there was a lot of really good information. Any of it could have sounded like it could have been true, might have been made up. I thought that salmon cannon thing was crazy talk, but we're going to find out what's true and what's not. Let's do some fact-checking and dredge up the lies we've heard. Philip, which facts did Belinda share that we cannot afford to believe? Well, there were a couple of dodgy things that she said. So... (laughs) The first one is uh, the line along the centre of a river at the lowest point is actually called the Thalweg. It's not called the oh. equatorial line or what? whatever <laughs> it, was, it was. And uh, the weather system phenomenon that uh, brings droughts to Australia and, and floods to America is, the, uh, is actually called El Nino, not oh. El Diablo. Oh, okay. Um, and, yep. I, and I think vacutainers are a medical thing. I'm pretty sure oh. we don't use those on rivers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, but, but salmon cannons are real. They are? Yeah, I know. I told you. 
Oh my gosh, that sounds crazy. Who invented that? Okay, they are real things. All right, Belinda, how did you try to bog us down with your lies? <laughs> well, salmon cannons are real. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what happened with them uh, didn't happen, but oh, but good. they actually do shoot fish up dam. So that it's just so weird. It's just so weird yes, and funny that you, you got to make sure that that we say that out loud. Yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> it's weird and fun. Weird and fun. It is. It is. And vacutainers, yes. Vacutainers are used uh, if you're going to take a blood sample. They do oh, suck dear. liquid up. Um, <laughs> but not river. But not river water. It's usually blood or some other sample like that. Oh, my gosh. Um, manatees are a saltwater oh, right. uh, animal. Meow. And the other thing was um, a spectrometer measures light. No, it doesn't. It measures specs. I already told you that. And specs in the light. And the song Old Man River, that comes from Showboat, in case anybody's keeping track. (laughs) Anyway, oh my gosh. Well, it's time to put this episode to bed. Thanks to our contestant, Anders, a tributary of truth. Thank you to our expert and liar, Philip and Belinda, and to Lisa, who always goes with the flow. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where denial is not just a river in Egypt, and we change the channel to truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. Now it's time to put on these hats and make my way down Coffee River. <laughs> Have fun. Oh, See you. Coffee River. <laughs> hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.